Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the City Chatter podcast. I'm John Bernstrom, Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks. Um, welcome to, uh, uh, again, episode five. I'm joined this week by Ward 5 Councilmember Kyle Kavami. Kyle, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys doing this. Uh, you were one that I reached out to early on when we were kicking this around. I'm like, hey, Kyle, I want to start with you. Uh, you, you. You're a podcast guy. And then it took us five weeks to make it work. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I was really excited. I told everyone that uh, get to be a part of this. And yeah, I'm a big podcaster. I listen to a lot of that stuff. So interesting to be behind the microphone. Yeah, yeah, it'll work out pretty well. So let's get right into it. Uh, it, was a, it was We were talking beforehand. It was a pretty... Um, busy big council meeting yesterday it was the preliminary approval of the 2024 budget um you've seen the binder uh, i got asked how many pages are in the binder and i go we, we don't do pages we measure in inches it's about a four inch binder um just your your thoughts in in on the 2024 budget what you what you saw in it what uh, things you liked things you want to look a little bit harder because you still you now have about a month before you get final approval sure yeah no i think that you know at the end of the day looking at how we have some natural growth so that we've got some some additional growth in tax revenue from property taxes. But at the same point, you know, having the ability to support the programs that we want to support, but yet cut the mills, even if it's a small amount, it, I think any amount is still appreciated. I think also, too, I really appreciate when you look at, you know, last year's budget and how much we were expected to bring in revenue wise and how how over on that target we were. I really appreciate our finance department's conservative approach that's led us to success. It's led us to be, you know, a net positive city. It's led us to to really be able to cash flow the things that we want to do and and do these great, you know, I, I would say projects and initiatives and and programs within the city. Uh, you mentioned the finance department. Kudos to them. Uh, they they got. More awards yesterday for the previous year's budget. I'm fully assuming they'll, they'll get something along the lines down the road. But but to your point, we were talking beforehand. Um, before yesterday's council meeting, there was an audit committee meeting where an auditor comes in and says, "All right, here, here's where you're looking at." And sh- they were looking for for stuff. They didn't really find anything for for a budget the size of the city of Grand Forks. The the nuance of a budget this size to have an auditor come in and just say looking good uh, i think is great yeah it's amazing to spend the time for them to go through the hundreds of pages of documents and to talk about hundreds of millions of dollars whether in or out you know to go through that and see you know everything's great it's it's a it's a clean bill and then even to look at you know for me it's really interesting to understand when you look at our debts and and liabilities versus our assets and cash they almost equal and, you know, talking with the auditors, that's a really rare thing for public entities. So I think it shows some responsibility that we have as far as our city. And then at the same point, it shows that we're, we're you know, we're spending money on, on things in an appropriate fashion. And, and I think that's important. Uh, one thing that, that cities, uh, government entities do is, uh, I think uh, Mr. Phelan says it well, let's make plans f- for, let's plan that people will be here 100 years from now. Exactly. Right, you're, you're, exactly. you're not always working just for tomorrow or for next year. You're working beyond. Even the budget yesterday, uh, I'm going to go through some capital improvement stuff. Um, I mean, they, they went out six years uh, on it. There's some big projects coming up uh, as far as road infrastructure type projects. Uh, I'll, I'll say that some city changing projects. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you think about just the 47th Avenue interchange, that's huge. That's an opportunity to really make a, make a change. And we've, we've approved some preliminary design work that's still a little ways out. You look at the, the underpass at, at Demers. There's so much opportunity to change the way that our city works. And then also at the same point, the mayor's in this initiative to refocus on, you know, what does economic growth look like? You know, we have so many jobs and we've always focused on bringing in more jobs, bringing in more jobs. I think we have plenty. You know, I think that the, the time to focus on how do we make Grand Forks a better place to live, more pr- attractive place to move, 
maybe you want to set up a business here because you see of all the amenities that we offer our citizens. I think that that's just, that's, it's time that we do that. It's time we make that shift. And, and I'm fully supportive of that. Uh, when, when the mayor gave us State of the City, uh, we, we define quality of life as that's different for everybody. For some people, that is the job the job alone, and that's mm-hmm. it. For other people, you and I, we have, we have families, right? So we exactly. conversation beforehand, schools and, and to and from schools and amenities regarding schools. Other people may be retirement. Quality of life means something different for everybody, and that wasn't interesting. I'll use the term policy. You guys didn't really vote on it, but it was just like we're going to go down this direction of using economic development dollar funds, not necessarily for infrastructure. I mean, you will still use it sure, for infrastructure, sure. don't get me wrong, but to focus on talk yes children's museum yep. um aquatics and turf what whatever that looks like that was it was a short conversation yesterday but that was a big one yeah but even even you look at the alaris center and the continued support we have there the things that they've done in the last few years it's amazing yeah, it's the acts that we're going to see jonas brothers i don't know if i'm gonna see you there john but yeah it, no I mean, but my I'm daughter will be there <laughs> and I'll, I'll be bedazzled and it'll be great right it'll be an awesome time so i think you know when you talk about the you know people in retirement age you know, we're doing all these things and still reducing the mill. It's not a huge amount, but it is yep. a reduction. It's not an increase. You yep. know, there's lots of things going on. And at the same point, how do you be respectful? How do you balance? And how do you grow your community with people that will hopefully come here and stay? Yep. Uh, just a couple other capital improvement things that were in the budget. Now, these could move, right? But, but this, is, this is what the plan. Uh, next year, expect work on North Washington, uh, that railroad underpass. Uh, Columbia Road overpass is going to get some work on it. Belmont Road. Um, kind of down there by that pump station between 13th and 17th is scheduled to get some work. 17th Avenue South is part of a multi-year project, um, Washington to 20th next year. And then you go to 25, 62nd Avenue South. We're going to touch more on that in a little bit. Start that work on that 47th Avenue interchange extending west, um, 17th Avenue from 20th to South Columbia, right by Red River High School there. And then the work on that overpass, underpass, whatever sure, it is. Sure. That railroad crossing on 42nd set to start in 25. Again, that railroad underpass, the interchange, um, I, I, those are I, – I, I explain to people the flood changed the footprint of the city. These are a couple of projects that will change the footprint of the city. I mean, even that underpass changes where we, we think of future fire stations. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, and I think it's, it's a generational opportunity. You look at – all the work that's happening in other communities, specifically Fargo, I feel like they're putting up an overpass you know, every time. couple of years, yeah. right? And, and you look at Grand Forks, it's been years, well, it's been decades since that's done, been done. And you look at all the growth and it's been such a struggle because when you look at DOT guidelines, they don't want to build an overpass for things to come. They want to know that the demand is there. But fortunate or unfortunately, 32nd is, is so busy. And, and unfortunately, there's, there's some safety issues there. So we're actually getting a lot of support from the DOT on that. And when you look at the underpass, we're getting support federally and from the state. So these are big, big ticket items that we're going to have lots of dollars from outside entities coming in to support that and, and change the way that, that our city works. Yep. Uh, a couple other things on the budget yesterday. There was discussion regarding uh, arts funding. Um, so the city of Grand Forks provides funding to arts programs and, and event funding. Uh, CVB distributes the event funds through, through grants and stuff like that. And it was the community foundation. I use the term was the community foundation that did the arts. Um, the arts funding was pretty steady for several years. Last year went up and this year pulled it back a little bit. And there's some just talk about the conversation that happened sure, in council sure. yesterday regarding that and, and where it landed. Sure. You know, there was a lot of, of support. I got lots of emails and, and concerns about reducing, you know, the arts budget. And I think if you look back at the last five years, it's been a pretty steady growth, you know, 
culminating in two years ago at 120 something, 130,000 in, in, in program funds. And then we had a large bump from that 130, 128 up to the 175. And that was in response to, in response to some other factors. And ultimately that was just a huge bump that we're, we're kind of normalizing when, and I'd say if you'd look in, look at the track of where that was going, you know, we should be at 150, 154 this year, I think is a fair number. And when you take out the kind of the potential administrative costs of, of bringing, managing those funds into the city, not only are we getting more transparency, but we're, we're reducing the costs um, that don't get, get sent out. So I think in my math, it was a net of 10,500 that's kind of lost. But at the same point, you know, I, I challenge our citizens if, if, you know, there's, you know, two thirds of the project aren't getting funded, then, then that's a different issue, right? But if we're right. just barely missing the mark, then that's something to know. So being that we're managing it in-house, we're going to know, I think it's very easy to go to our, you know, go to our the department within mm-hmm. the house and say, how many requests have you gotten? Are we totally missing the mark? Are we turning around? Sure. You know, are we turning away nine out of 10 applications? Then maybe we adjust what we're thinking, but now we have the opportunity to do that. And we're still supporting, I think at a higher level than than would have been expected if you had zoomed back a couple of years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's fair. And then also there was discussion. Uh, full disclosure: I'm a city employee, right? So I, I'm not going to give any opinion here. Just a uh, discussion on uh, the salary plan for city employees. Um, I mentioned to you before we started recording here: if there were a perfect salary plan out there, every municipality would have the same one, yep. and we don't. They're all different. Uh, the city's looking to change. There's going from a, a merit system to a step system. That was preliminary approved yesterday. I just ta- I'm assuming you probably had some conversations with employees as well. Yeah, lots of conversations. And what's interesting is, you know, I talked to some people that you know I'd consider high performers, high function, you know, staff at the city, and and universally everyone was supportive of having some sort of structure versus a little bit of the ambiguity created with the merit system that maybe didn't have, I would say, everything figured out. I'd say there's a human factor there that can be right just as often as it's wrong and giving people this stability and structure i think will lend to higher longevity uh and and i think would be appealing to people coming into the city knowing that in seven eight years this is what i'm going to be making sure every everyone has a story every city employee has a story here's my story i'm 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 happy there was a change i wasn't quite sure which was the right change for the salary plan um but i had it i had a year where i i had a i had a good year i had a good year i scored pretty well on my pfp the, the highest score i've ever gotten and it was a year where from a budget standpoint nobody's fault nobody did anything wrong nobody did me wrong right it was just this the way it worked there wasn't as much money into performance and i got a smaller raise that year than i did a year where i didn't score as high in the pfp and at that point i was i was on board of saying all right i don't i don't i don't know what the what yep. the right answer is, yep. but let's take a look on it. Yeah. I, was, I was on employer reps at that time. Yeah, so. no, and I would agree. I'd say for sure there was no one, I would say this is maybe one of the singular topics where I didn't hear, hear a single voice saying, don't do this. I think everyone that I talked to at the city was universally saying, please, we want some structure. We want this. You know, I know how hard it is and how competitive it is out there to hire folks. We, we, we feel that professionally. So why not give those tools and give that planning to the city? Yeah, and, and let's see how it works, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, All right well, that's, that's the city budget. Um, I should mention one more thing. Utility bills is part of the city budget. It's, it's not tax-related. It's mm-hmm. utility fee going up 4.5%. Average home, that's about 4 bucks a month. So just, just so everyone is aware of that one. Um, we talked about future things going on. This year, uh, you're in Ward 5, which yep. is the far south 
eastern corner of the city. I guess you've spread a little farther west. How far west do you yeah, go? Yeah, now? all the way, all the way past uh, Columbia. Even now, I think I go all the way across there, or maybe right to Columbia. Um, yeah, it used to be that the south was kind of split up between five and six, and now yep. it goes kind of all the way past. So, yeah, I think we go all the way to kind of the farmland on, on the other side of Columbia. And of course, one of those things that gets redrawn every census as, as we have yep. official numbers. So that that is your so um, our biggest road construction job of the year. Is, is in your ward, yeah. uh, South Washington. I believe we have that open to traffic now. Yep, it's, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And, and I think people are really appreciative. I think it went really fast. I, I honestly didn't expect it to be done so quick and it, it looks great. And I think we'll be fully functional until we get to the next stage next year. You're right. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a two-stager. Yep. Um, uh, it was interesting. You had a ward meeting this past, uh, was it past spring? Uh, we were at the fire station. You, you had several residents. I, I was there. You had several residents talking about... Uh, intersection 55th in washington um bike paths you know it's it's it's, it's a tough spot they were I, I think that group should be excited about this project yeah for sure i think looking at at how we're trying to make that a little bit safer a little bit more pedestrian fen- friendly i know you know crossing washington we could always use another opportunity sure. to to slow things down as the city grows it didn't you know it didn't make sense 20 years ago but now it does right um another thing that's going on uh this is not road construction wise but it is private development so one of the we have officially jumped 62nd Avenue South as far as city limits. Yeah, there, amazing. There's, there's a lar- potentially large, hopefully things goes well for the developer, south of 62nd, south of the golf course there. Uh, you talk about that development. It's, it's a huge plot of land that they're working on. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I think as a city, we got creative with ways to, I would say, defer specials in a, in a, in a, a developer-friendly fashion, but yet make it so that it's buyer-friendly so that once you know, they're getting a certificate of occupancy. Those, those specials are, are on there right. to prevent some of the issues that maybe happened a few years ago where people didn't know there was delays, but by, by getting creative, working with the developers, we were able to, you know, get the, to the point where we're putting in over a hundred lots. I think it's 114 lots. Uh, is that total or is that just phase one? Uh, oof, I don't know. I, that's yeah, the number that's in the top of my mind. It's big. It's massive. But yeah. then, you know, there's commercial development that'll happen there. There's, uh, yeah. you know, multifamily that'll happen there. And I think when you look at how we zone things, it's structured really well. We have this, this retention pond that rather than making it a requirement, it's now going to become a feature. It's going to have a jogging yeah. trail. I yeah. think it's going to be a one mile loop. Their hope is that maybe that even becomes something that can get skated on in the winter and oh, sure. and then a, a big donation from the developers to build a really a, I would say kind of a landmark park. That's more of a, a community park versus, you know, there's other thoughts on, on um, large parks to attract people from the highway. Mm-hmm. This is more of a, a park for city residents and, and um, still, but something that'll be really, really dynamic and really interesting. And, and I, that, that term uh, development spurs development. Right, exactly. it, it exactly. really goes there as as that gets going up. There's homes start coming up. Well, frankly, I've I've lived here long enough. Um, you're, you're you're you know, Discovery Elementary, right? Yeah. That was being built, and you're like, ah, oh, that's that's kind of out there. Yeah. That's all built around now. Yeah, and it's full too. That's the other thing. I mean, yeah. their their enrollment is full, and that's built up around there. And there's there's some lots available, but that's what spurred this development on is they only had one to two years of supply yeah. left. Yeah, that that is one thing our planning department does. They keep they keep track of development, de, excuse me, developable lots. Yeah, and there's a, there's a formula. I don't know what the formula is of if you have this many, you're, you're at healthy growth. And ours was shrinking. Yeah, and it is to bringing that in. Uh, okay, um, your work outside of city council. You're wearing the shirt. You, you work for for Icon. Uh, just talk about the the work you do there, and then we'll, we'll get into a specific project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, you know, fortunate enough to worked for Icon going on almost nine years now. I'm one of the owners there. 
we do a lot of work all over um, the region, but I would say specifically, you know, when look at my role, I do a lot of K-12 education. So, you know, our company does uh, a lot of K-12 work, a lot of education work. We're fortunate enough to work with, you know, the park district and the the city and the county and the schools Mm -hmm. and um, the university. But um, I'd say kind of our our passion is in education and that's what we do a lot of and, and which has led us to, you know, the project with Valley. And, and to that specific project I want to bring up is you've had a few council meetings is, is you've communicated with me or just like, John, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the council <laughs> meeting and then I'm going to hang up because it's my turn at the school board meeting. And then I'm going to connect again. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's going to go because the school district, their work with Valley middle school. Um, you, you're heavily involved in that. Um, the referendum passed. Um, the, wh- where is that project at right now? Yeah, super proud of that project. That's something that, you know, you look at our community, and I think we're maybe 38 years since it's, uh, the schools passed a referendum to pay for a project. So, you know, proud of the effort that went into that, proud of all the, the professionals uh, and the partnership with the administration there to make that happen. And then, you know, where we're at now, we're just finalizing, I would say, the first phase of design. So design's kind of broken into, up into a few phases before you bid things out. We've got a construction manager, um, construction engineers, another Grand Forks-based company. So they're you know, our construction partner and we're going through design, you know, we've got, we've got our site kind of pretty well laid out, but we're going through and, and, and figuring out what, you know, how big is each classroom? How does this connect? You know, let's talk about adjacencies. Let's talk about program. Let's talk about, you know, how, how does a student flow through the building? Those are all those discussions that are happening now. In part of that project, and I bring this up because it came up at planning and zoning on, on Wednesday is currently the school district kitchen is at Valley middle school. So all the, all the meals for the school district, whether your kid goes to Kelly, goes to Century, whatever, are made at Valley Middle School. Um, Valley Middle School is going to be getting torn down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're part of this project. Are, are you involved in the kitchen project as well that's going to happen? They're going to they're relocate the kitchen to the district office on 47th. Is, is, that, is that all part of this? Yep, yep. So that's all part of the same project. I'd say, you know, I'm loosely involved in that enough to where, you know, there's discussions at, at PNZ uh, earlier last week. and. Yeah. And just talking through, you know, how do we get truck, truck traffic in that's coming in very often at 4.30 in the morning. Yep, early morning. Get it out of those neighborhood roads, Twenty, you know, right, right by University Park. You know, that's really dense neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? So the discussion specifically was how do we come off 47th and yeah. easy in, easy out. We can stay away from the residential. And, and luckily that option was made available to us. And, and that's something we're going to pursue. Okay. So yeah, so the kitchen's going to be headed down to, and there's some timing here. That kitchen needs to be in place before you tear one kitchen down. Exactly. Kids need to eat, right? So that kitchen project is, is pro- not probably, is not going to be happening at the same time. It's going to start sooner. Correct. Yep. Um, on a project like this, uh, you're building a school, you're replacing, excuse me, you're replacing a school. It's not building a new school. How does that transition go from old school to new school? Is I'm, I'm assuming Valley doesn't get torn down first. There's going to be construction first. Can you kind of talk about some yeah, of that timeline yeah. a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the way this works is we'll, you know, our goal and intent is to basically have the new Valley completely done and done ideally over a break period where teachers can get moved in, you know, staff from the district can move furniture over. There'll be some things I'm sure that'll be reused, some things that are new. But what we want is we want to give teachers a little bit of time to get in there, get set up, and then that'll allow them to, to the, open up the school and, and welcome students there. Then from that point, then we'll start, you know, taking down the old valley. And then once that's cleared in a clean site, mm-hmm. then we start working to put the sports fields back in. And, and that, that's a good question. I'm not aware. Of Does Valley have a basement? Uh, so, partially. I'd say partially. Partially. Yeah, not completely. Yep. Yeah. So Valley is, 
you know, the sum of seven or eight different construction projects. It, it is, so yeah, it's it, all kind of over the place. So yeah, I would say that, you know, the new Valley will have mechanical things, but it won't have a formal basement. Sure. And then, and then, so right now the, there's the football fields to the West of the existing Valley fair to And there's a, like a, a T-ball field there. I don't want to call it a baseball field. It's, it's, it's agri line, but it's, it's not a full field. Um, is that is it fair to assume that's the location of the new school or proposed? Yeah, it'll be actually potentially a little bit further east. So we want to make sure, you know, one, we're setting up the, the new school to not impact um, University Park. But the oh, other piece okay. is that you want to also set up the school so that if we need to, five, ten years down the road, add another bank of classrooms, we can do that still without interrupting University oh, Park or okay. impacting it. So okay. we're set back in enough to allow for growth that that wouldn't require the school to shut down, that we could just add on a pod of classrooms or a pod of classrooms, make things really simple. But at the same point, we want to embrace the park, but we don't want to, you know, you know, we don't want to interfere with the park. Sure. Okay. No, no, that's, that's good to, I've had people ask me, they're just like, where are these kids going to go? And I'm like, well, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. My kid's school is full. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, I mean, that's the impetus for this whole project is, if they were to have a catastrophic issue with their boiler, which still could happen in the next still year, could happen. Yeah. you know, there's, there's all sorts of contingency plans. I can say that the district does have a plan. So if something happened, sure. kids wouldn't not have a school, it would be an inconvenience and it wouldn't be great. And, and luckily if we can make it another year, we should be fine. Great, great. No, no, that's, that's, that's really a, a project. I, I, as a parent with kids in school, um, even though my kids won't, won't go to that school, just the, um, I see the benefits of our, of my children, uh, ability to walk to school, the, you know, the, the neighborhood aspect. I get that. Yep. I get that. I, I also understand the other side of it of the, I'm a taxpayer and all this stuff. I'm coming at it as a parent, right? Sure. I'll be in a different spot down the road, but that, that's where I'm at. So I get that. And I appreciate you elaborating on that. Before you became a city council member, um, I, I knew your name from a, a service club in town called Young Professionals. Uh, yep. can, can you can you talk about that a little bit? And and it's it's I, I'll call it newer, but it's been around for for a while now. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. just uh, the the intention and the purpose of that group. Yeah, so that's a great group. I think that as you look at the needs of our community, it's we have this resource of amazing young professionals that are graduated every year from the, from UND. And how can we create an environment that fosters them to build relationships and stay here and also um, create an environment where new young professionals coming into our, our area have a, a network and a group to connect, ability to find mentors, ability to, to do service and as far as you know, different volunteer groups and different volunteer activities, and at the same time have some fun and, and develop relationships. And for me, you know, I, was, I was new to the community about nine years ago, and it was one of the first things I did was started going to... You know, they have a monthly lunch and learn, you know, get to learn new topics, meet new people that you wouldn't necessarily meet and develop some great, you know, friendships and, and relationships that way. No, that's, that's good. I, 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 my wife and I joke about this. I've lived in town here for, I am going on 20, 27 years, right? Every once in a while, I, I still, I still get it of you're not from Grand Forks. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and, and I get it. every community is like that. Every community, but is getting involved in stuff like that. I, I, I think that's great. And yeah, as an organization, it, it has been growing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been growing and we're, you know, we're fortunate enough that in, in Grand Forks, you know, very rare, we actually have a full-time employee and that full-time employee is running the programs and fostering the relationships, engaging with different corporate entities to make sure they're funded you know, they're, they're fully funded by, um, by donations and, and sponsorships mm -hmm. and, 
And, you know, I owe, you know, those relationships a lot and was able to, you know, spend quite a few years involved in there, uh, was fortunate enough to serve as a president and, and go through that whole um, um, process and, and see how the bread's made and all the effort that goes into it and the, the board meetings that aren't paid. And yep. you go and you volunteer and you get things done and you just hope that, you know, you're making an uh, impact for the next, you know, the next group and, and they're doing amazing and I'm really appreciative of what they do. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I gave a list to you of just say, hey, let's hit these topics, and we've hit them all. I do, I do have a, a couple more. These, you, you've been on council now for. I'm starting my fourth year. I would say you're right? starting. You you would be up for election again next next year. Next year, yep. okay. Um, these budget processes, they're they're involved. There's so many numbers. There's and and the tough part is how the election cycle works for our city councils. When you're newly elected, that's the first thing you do. Yeah. Hope you hope you've done your homework. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Um, that's probably the first piece of paperwork you get is here's here's the budget binder. Yeah. As you've gone through this over over how many years now? Um, does it get easier or is it unique each single year? No, I'd say, you know, one thing is it's a credit to the finance team and the consistency and how they execute things. You know, my first year, you're absolutely right. I think it was, you know, it was July 1 was my first day and then almost immediately handed a, you know, a, a budget binder. I was, you know, fortunate enough to get some time with Maureen, our, you know, our finance director. Uh-huh. And I sat down with my sticky notes and my highlighter and she spent probably an hour with me and we went through all my questions. And what's nice is that those are all kind of carried forward. It's the same formatting. It's the same, I'd say the same, you know, account numbers and the same expenses. And, you know, using that knowledge, it's made it tremendously easier. But certainly that first year, oh, man, I mean, hundreds <laughs> of questions and emails. And, and they were just very gracious and, and, you know, took me through it. And it was really, I was very appreciative of I, that. I do say this as I've worked for the city for 17 years. I know my portion of the budget. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and I believe it's two pages. Sure, yeah. <laughs> right? to, to, you know, to to have all that in place, like you said, as a council member, you, and you could get grabbed on the street by yep. whoever, and just like I want to talk about this. Yeah, and, I mean, I've got the binder in my car. If someone stops me on the street, I, we can pull out the binder and talk through it. And I can't say that I've read every page line for line, um, but I can say that yeah, you know, there's not a section in there I don't understand that they're what they're trying to cover sure. and what the intent is. And I think that's the important thing is to be able to. Find that information, dig, and know that you have, you know, really great professionals to support us. Yep. Um, one other thing, we were talking about young professionals at yesterday's council meeting. Um, you had the opportunity as council members to meet the summer interns. Uh, I, I had an intern um, we had for the summer. Um, it's interesting is several years ago, is interns were just, oh, plucky off the street, see how it works. And it wasn't really an established program, right? We hired an intern to d- come up with an internship program. <laughs> Alyssa did a great job. And here we are, how many years later? Um, when you're dealing with those young professionals that are new to town or, or fresh to the, to the work world, if sure. you will, um, this internship with the city of Grand Forks, working with the EDC, it, I can't tell you the number of people we've hired out of that. Oh. It's, it's been huge. I, I can't say you know, how surprised I was when the first time I saw that that program was something we did. I didn't know about it until I was a council member. And I'd say... If you look professionally at our, you know, you know, our company, our best employees are the ones that we, we get at an intern level. Yeah. And, you know, they, they learn, you know, how you work and they understand and, and get, you know, the process, you know, from day one and giving an opportunity for local students and young professionals to come here, get some great experience and hopefully create some of those relationships, that stickiness. So when they graduate, they don't leave. My, my favorite intern story is uh, my friend Spencer. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send this to him. Yeah. Um, he started as an intern. He was still in school. 
Um, everyone liked him, and he's just like, I'm really interested in city government and all this stuff. I want to get to city administration. And we're like, oh, okay, well, let's see if we, your internship's done. Sure. Let's see if we can find a spot sure. for you. You know, he was, he was a glorified secretary for a while, but he was in the room, right? He was in the room, and he, and he wanted to be there. We all knew he wanted to be there. Um, Spencer is now the city administrator for the city of Devil's Lake. Also yeah. a past uh, president for Grand Forks YP. And so, another shout out to the YP. Yep, I believe yep, that's where he met his wife. Yep, yep. They they <laughs> they, they generate some great uh, great folks. You know, if I'm not biased, but I would say, yeah, it's amazing to see his path and to watch him grow professionally, and then to see him just skyrocket. And he's just he's succeeding over there, and it's great. I yeah. get to visit with him every once in a, once in a while, and you know, he's got this great new family and this great you know job and career, and the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, makes me feel like a father a little bit. I'm just like, I, I remember you as an intern, and frankly, I wasn't going to learn your name for a few weeks until I figured it was worth my while. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, Kyle, I, I, I appreciate it. Again, we've, we've talked to the – you were one of the first person I talked to when um, it was just like, hey, we're going to work on a podcast. Right? How, how do we think this is going to work? What's a good format? And, you know, and there's one thing with a podcast. There is no formats, right? Sure. Every, everyone does them different. Um, one of my favorite TV shows is Only Murders in the Building. We're not talking. We're not trying to solve crime. But we could. John, <laughs> let's think about this. I mean, one of the interns was putting cold cases into the system. That, that is we true. We run out of topics. You just bring me back in and we'll just start going through things. And if people are joking, yes, one of the interns that the police department yeah. had was doing cold case and, file stuff. And another one, you know, had is working with, uh, with explosives to keep, uh, you know, pests away from the airport. I mean, it's just amazing what those interns were able to do. When, when, when you hire an intern, you're like, okay, you're going to be, you're going to be keeping birds off of our wastewater ponds what do i get to use will we have cannons yep we have lasers lasers <laughs> there i don't know if they're mounted on top of sharks but that's still impressive that's, that's the, and that intern did a really good job of coming yeah. up i got to blue with this this and this and yeah it as, makes me want to submit for an internship <laughs> with uh, wastewater no that's good stuff uh kyle thank you very much i appreciate it i i know that uh, you've got to run to a meeting here right yep. part of being the boss of a company right it's great it's great great problem to have there you go that's right if there's no work that's the problem Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Kyle, thank you very much. Uh, Ward 5 City Council member Kyle Kavami, thank you for joining us for the City Chatter podcast. Uh, our next podcast will be coming up in a couple of weeks. We get uh, City Council President Dana Sandy here with us. We're working on the schedule on that one. I think we have that figured out. And, uh, of course, uh, any other questions or anything, you can go to the city website, grandforksgov.com slash podcast, and it gets you to the City Chat. You can see the old uh, – we've done four other – four. this is our fifth one – We've done four others. You can watch the archived ones. You can also submit a question on there as well. I want to say thank you to Grand Forks Best Source for letting us use their studio. And with that, we'll say goodbye. Until next time.